nightly embers you're listening to ashes to ashes spooky podcast i'm your host ash and i'm laura with us today we have a special guest we have daniel jackson with behind the veil with daniel daniel jackson tongue-tied excuse me um so daniel could you kind of tell us a little about yourself give us your um kind of backstory how you got into podcasting Oh, I was going to say, I was just going to say, I'm 55. I like hot summer nights and margaritas. No, that's not that stuff. So, I'll try to to make it short as possible because it's a little bit. Um, So, I've seen spirit my entire life, uh, as far as back as I can remember, like when I was three. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents and I, my family, my two brothers and sisters, we lived in uh, New Jersey uh, near the Delaware River next to a battlefield. <clears throat> where the where the Hessians fought, and uh, there was a hospital there and a lot of death there. So, uh, um, so the houses around that area, including ours, would would be what you consider haunted. Mm-hmm. We had three of them in our house. Uh, it was two men and a woman. Uh, I remember one time my sister was looking in the mirror to get ready for school. My mom came up to help her. She turned around and she looked back. Uh, there was another woman standing in the mirror and she had on a colonial outfit. Um, my brothers and I were downstairs one time watching TV. My sister's room was upstairs and they stayed in my sister's room because uh, you could see the shadows when you walked in the room. And uh, my brothers and I were watching and all of a sudden, this is back in the 70s, you guys wouldn't know about this, uh, record, a record player. Uh, you had to pick a record up and put it on this little post, and then you hit a switch, it would drop the record down and play the record. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd be downstairs watching TV one time, and uh, the record player just turned on. But here's not the weird part. The weird part is it would switch records. Oh, so like it'd take the disc It was off. originally on a different record. Yeah, and put it, it would take a record off and put another record on. But so, it wasn't like a jukebox. No. <laughs> not at all no so uh yeah and then sometimes it would turn the stereo on in the living room you'd see a, a ashtray fly across the room or a glass fly off the table stuff like that um we uh, i eventually was around 17 my parents and i moved down to delaware my brother eventually took the house my uncle had it for a little while and his son called him the people under the stairs um <clears throat> when he was around seven so, um, but my brother had the house and he had some friends come over to the house or knocking on the door and there's a big picture window out front and they kept knocking on the door and nobody would answer. So they went and looked in the house and they saw people walking around the house and then they uh, went back to the door and then they called my brother and my brother said, I'm not home. We're on a camping trip. So who was walking around the house? Oh gosh. Right. So, uh, we let, when we left, we went to Delaware and uh, moved in a new house, uh, and not brand new, but, and uh, my mom and dad really didn't see anything after that, because they, we, the whole family experienced stuff, uh, but I was still seeing things. I was, I was, this is around, I was playing in a band, I was a drummer, had real long, big hair, I wore zebra stripes, spandex, yeah, awesome, yeah, I, I thought I looked cool, not so much, so, uh, yeah, it was back in the 80s. Uh, and uh, I came home from a gig. I was about 23. And uh, I laid down in bed and then something laid down next to me. And it happened about three or four times. But then the like the, the fifth time I went to like really look what was going on because I could feel the pillow depressed mm-hmm. next to me. And when I rolled over, whatever was there picked up the blanket uh, and brought it up to the ceiling and shook it over top of me and then dropped it on top of me. And then after that, I slept on the couch for two years. Oh, I was, yeah. yeah. I, if yeah, you I was, didn't know what you're dealing with. You yeah, know. It, was, it was it was crazy. And that went on and on throughout my life. I was seeing things all the time. I was with a girlfriend one time in that house. She was at the foot of the bed. I was at the other end. We were watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And this big thing uh, about maybe two feet thick and about four feet long uh, snaked its way out of my closet across the room and went across the room and then just disappeared. And my girlfriend turned around like, did you see that? And I said, yeah, I saw it. Let's get the heck out of here. I would run. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I was, my grandfather was living with us at the time. 
and my grandmother had passed away two years prior and he went to visit my uncle and I was hanging out in his room looking at pictures of my grandmother and my grandfather together. Uh, and I, I laid down on his bed and uh, I fell asleep sort of and I kept hearing this squeaking noise and I was like, what the heck, what, what's going on here? What's, what's going on? And then it was squeaking so much, I got up to turn around and look. And when I did, uh, his rocking chair was rocking back and forth and my grandmother was in it. Uh, and she looked at me and when she saw me, her eyes got one. And I was like, oh my gosh. And all of a sudden she was gone that, mm. that fast. But I, I've always seen things 20s, 30s, into my 40s, mm -hmm. right before I was about to turn 50 years old, um, my wife went away on vacation to see her daughter out in California for two weeks. And for two weeks, I saw everything imaginable that you could think of that was in a horror movie in my house. I saw green and red mist pouring out of the walls, skulls coming out of the walls with red eyes and fangs seven foot skeletons walking around my house a hat man there you look him up so, yeah, we've we've covered Hatman before yeah i will uh, later on i'll explain to you why he's actually here he's not here for what you think okay so uh sure. so oh, and he's not in spirit I so think we and, a good idea and, that. And, and the reason i'll tell you that is because i see the hat man on a regular basis at least once or twice a month Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I was seeing all this stuff. My wife came back from her vacation. She talked to me about her adventures. I told her about mine. And uh, I'm diabetic, so she, and she's a nurse. Because mm -hmm. her being a nurse, she thought maybe the medicine I was taking was affecting me um, until about three days after that. And then she started seeing some of the same stuff. Uh, we were reaching out, going on the internet, trying to find help. Uh, I mean, we were doing things like, you know, on, on that TV show, Supernatural, they take salt and pour salt around the room. Mm -hmm. The only thing that does is make your room salty. That's it. It doesn't work. Um, so we had a paranormal group come to the house. Um, they got so much information. So they were taking, there was uh, a girl taking pictures, mm -hmm. one guy who was like the leader of the team, another guy who was just observing, and another guy who was doing video. And uh, the girl was taking pictures and she kept saying to one of the other guys, hey, you gotta come here, you gotta come here, come back. And uh, she's showing pictures to him and, and I'm like, what do you got going on there? And she's like, well, we're not supposed to tell you until the big reveal, but I gotta show you this because I've never seen this. And I was like, okay. And she shows me picture by picture. And there's a picture of me standing next to one of the team members and then me standing by myself. Mm -hmm. And then a picture of one of the team members by himself. And when he's standing there by himself, nothing. When I'm standing there by myself or with another team member, no matter where I'm at, there's like 15 or 20 light orbs completely surrounding. Oh, me. wow. Kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, like a bee swarm or something. Kind of right. Around you. Right. They're just all over the place. So um, we walked around the house. Uh, they put these little boxes up with lights and little, little antennas on them. And I said, what's that do? And he said, well, when you rub on, uh, when they walk past, spirit walks past, they they emit uh, static electricity. And he rubbed his hand on the couch and he put his hand over it and it just bloop and lit up, made this noise. And I was like, okay. And uh, so they put them around doorways and then uh, they said, where do you have a lot of activity going on? I said, mostly in the bedroom. So he said, let's go in there. I walk into the bedroom. As soon as I walk through that doorway, bloop, they all lit up, every single one of them. I turn around, look at those people like, what the hell is going on here? What, what is going on? Right. And they're just looking at me and I said, and then they walked through the doorway, nothing. Nothing happened. And I was like, all right. So we talk. Cameraman wants to go into the bedroom or into the walk-in closet. I mm -hmm. said, yeah. He goes, I feel drawn to go in there. I said, okay. He said, you have anything going on in there? I said, I don't have anything not going on in this whole house. It doesn't make a difference where I'm at. Something's going on. So we walk in there and he's, he's in there for about 30 seconds and he goes, I'm getting sick. I, I got to get out of here. I'm getting sick. He walks out and I'm standing there and looks back at me. And he's like, oh, 
I'm fine. I'm okay. I said, all right, do you want to come back in? He said, sure. He walks back in. He's not back in five seconds. He goes, he's... I'm sick again. I got to get out of here. I said, okay, no problem. He said, I'm not claustrophobic, but something's going on. He said, where else he got? So I said, let's go down into the basement. I walk out of the bedroom. They come through, nothing. We go down to the basement. We're standing there. I'm standing there talking to one of the guys. I'm standing, there's a mirror. We have a big giant mirror that was leaning against the wall. And I'm standing there talking to him. And he kept looking over my shoulder. And I walk away after I got done talking to him. And he says, can you come back here a minute? I said, yeah, sure. What's up? He goes, stand right there where you were, right here. I said, okay. He goes, now turn your head and look at the mirror. And I turned my head and the, the mirror is vibrating. I walk away, it stops. And I was like, oh, all right. So something was connected to you somehow. Something, something's connected. We do some other stuff down in the basement. We go back upstairs and they said, we want to try a test with this thing called a, a spirit box, an ovulus. Mm -hmm. Turn it on and spits out words. I said, okay, what are we doing? He said, go in the bedroom, pretend you are sleeping. We'll come in, we'll turn it on, ask a bunch of questions, see what happens. Okay, I go in, I lay down. A couple minutes later, they come in. I, they turn it on because it's pitch black in there. And it starts spitting out words. Wendy, Helen, Paul, Michael, uh, unique, special, uh, light, energy. One time it says the word road, like a street says road. And when it said that, a car went mm, oh, right past wow. my house. And I was sitting there going, what, what, what's on, what the, what's up with that? And then uh, I'm laying there and they started asking a bunch of questions. This went on for 10 minutes. Every single time they asked a question, it answered. But it didn't say words. words. It, said, it said sentences. Because normally full, when you watch. It said full sentences. That's they crazy. asked one question and they said, are you here to harm Daniel? And this thing spit out said, no, we are not here to harm Daniel. We love Daniel. We love Daniel's energy. Daniel is the light. And when it said Daniel is the light, I was like, what does that mean? So after this conversation, they walk out. I get up. I go out. They're in a huddle. I saw my wife. I said, what's going on here? She said, I don't know. They're talking about something. <coughs> so they get done their huddle. They turn around and um. I said, so uh, what'd you think of that? That was pretty awesome, all that information. He said, well, Mr. Jackson, when we use that box, we can get it to say a word or two. He said, but there's an issue. I said, well, what's the issue? He said, it never says sentences. And I said, well, but it did. And that was cool. You got a lot of information. He said, yeah, but it said sentences for 10 minutes. That was an intelligent conversation. We asked a question, it answered. I said, right that was great right he said we're not sure about that and i was okay. like okay so what do we do now he said well he gave me some prayers to say because we had crazy stuff going on in the house i mean you ever see the commercial where it's, it's somebody's alarm system is going off and you see all the lights flashing and people oh. think the house is blonde well yeah. that's my house that's my house all the time so uh he says, we'll give you some prayers. He gave me this bottle, squirt bottle. He said, I said, what's tonight? He goes, oh, that's holy water. Holy a spray water. bottle? Yeah. Holy water doesn't. I don't, care, I, I don't care what holy water is in. Holy water doesn't work. At all. Unless it's a cat. <laughs> right, unless it's a cat. Or uh, neither does smudging. Because you have to remember, they're in a realm that they don't have a body anymore. They mm -hmm. don't smell, they don't breathe. And the only thing that you're doing when you're smudging is setting off your fire alarms because they can't smell it. Mm -hmm. if, if that were the truth that they could smell it, don't you think after all the forest fires in the world, they would be gone? Right, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Right, they're not. It's just when you put out positive energy, that's what they don't want to be around. So you don't have to smudge as long as you say, I want this house to be clean. I, I This is a house full of love. And, and, and then express that, you'll be okay. Other than that, that's the only way that you can make negative energies go away. No such thing as demons, no such thing as devils, 
No one is torturing anybody with horns and a tail. They're just not. I'm able to see into that realm. They're not. I've seen things who don't look like human. I've seen things that may look like, you know, horns and a tail. Mm -hmm. But that's just what they look like where they come from. Because they don't come from here. Because if you think this is the only place that's got people and things on it, not even close. So, uh, so they said, we'll be back in two weeks. Play on your computer these prayers. Spray that bottle if you see the green mist. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me the green mist or the skulls come out or the skeletons walk around i said yeah no problem see you all day and uh that's what we'll do and he said we'll be back in two weeks for the big reveal and mm -hmm. two weeks goes by and then i went to eventually six weeks goes by and they never came back oh and I, I i called them up and i said hey are, when are you going to come back and do this big reveal and um he said we're not and i said what do you mean why not and he said uh because the team quit on your front lawn and I can't get them back together. Oh, and I, said, no. I said, why? He said, because you had, he said, when we go went into your house, he said, normally we it takes us 10 or 15 houses to get that kind of information like we got from your house. He said, it never, that thing never says sentences. It just says words. He said, no one wants to be on this team that, that you're scared, your, your house scared the heck out of them. I said, okay. I said, well, can you come to my house? He said, I don't feel comfortable either. I said, I said, wonderful. I said, you're, you're doing a great service here. That's awesome because you're not helping me. Maybe you ought to get out of this business. He said, yeah, I have. He, not, said, yeah. he said, from your house, can't do it. I said, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm not in it. <laughs> really? You too, you too scared? I am, I am. I am very, I'm very gullible. I'm very easily tempted. Uh, what are you scared of? Because what you know what they are? I'm scared of things I don't understand. Oh, because most people are. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will give you a, a quick understanding of what they are. One day, you will become one. That's it. Mm -hmm. Everything that ghost hunters are hunting, they will become. Hey, buddy. So. Um, oh, you can't so, hear you. Uh, he says hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everything they are looking for, they eventually will become themselves. They just don't realize that some, as we have here on earth, some people are good and some people are not just like there. Some of them are good. A lot of them aren't, mm. but if you don't, that's the ones who don't cross over in order to cross over, you have to let go of all your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, and all that stuff, everything mm. you learn here, because you learned all that stuff. And then when you cross over, you let you you have to be able to let that go. And right, then you, you don't need any of it. Yeah, you're still you, but you just you're different. That's all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I I was reaching out, to, reached out to mediums, found five of them, talked uh, to all five of them, but I one of them said she wanted me to come to her show to see how I do uh, how she does it. I I didn't understand what she meant by that, but my wife and I bought some tickets and went to the show. I didn't tell her I was coming. Mm -hmm. I walked in the door, and when I walked in the door, she did this and followed me until I sat down. And I was like, said to my wife, well, what's that all about? She's like, that was strange. So she read eight people that night. The second person she read was me. She said she has spirit come in and she sees him in front of her and they show her pictures because all mediums, all uh, psychic mediums, we all have an ability, but everyone has it a little bit different from somebody else. She sees these spirit come in, they show her pictures, and then that's how she can associate who it, somebody out in the audience. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, the spirit that came in, uh, his name was Robert, but he goes by Bob. He has, wears white t-shirts and flannel shirts on the weekends, but when he works, he wears a business suit. And I raised my hand and I said, uh, I think that's my dad. His name was Robert, Bob. Uh, wore white t-shirts, flannel shirts, and wears a business suit. She said, uh, he's showing me also a school bus and somebody wearing scrubs, I guess, like a, like a doctor and what looks like prison bars. I said, yeah, that's me. I, I just went back to school. I, I, I do medical records and I work in a prison. She started talking to me about things. And one of the things she said was, your father passed away because he fell down. I said, yeah. I said, he died from blunt force trauma. She said, who is Sarah? 
And I said, Sarah, my niece? And she said, no, Sarah, who had to make the big decision? And I said, oh, the one who had to make the big decision to pull the plug for my dad, because he was, when he fell, his brainstem moved. He was not coming back. Okay. Uh, and she, I said, oh, I know who that Sarah is. That's my mother's middle name. Mm. How can this lady know my mother's middle name? Right. Mm -hmm. So at the end of this show, my wife and I walk down. There's a bunch of people there. I walk up to her, introduce myself. And she says, oh, Daniel, I talked to you like a week ago. I said, yeah. She said, oh, I didn't know you were coming. I said, well, yeah, if you didn't know I was coming, but you kind of watched me when I walked in the room. She said, oh, yeah, you're different. And I said, what do you mean by that? She said, well, we're going to wait till all these people leave. And then you and I are going to have a talk. And they all left. And I said, so what was <clears throat> what was going on with you staring at me when I walked in the room? She said, when spirit sees you like they would see both of you, they see your light inside of you and they mm -hmm. see your body frame. They, they don't really see you fully. They just see you're kind of transparent to them. People don't realize that. And the light that they see inside of you is your soul. And that's what they see. But some souls are brighter than others. She said, but you're so bright. When you walked in the room, I closed my eyes and I followed you because I don't see a body frame whatsoever. And neither do they. All they see is a ball of light. And I was like, what? What do you mean by that? She said, like a light bulb. She said, you're like a beacon of light, <clears throat> and that's why you have so many spirit coming around you. She says, I know you have an ability to see them. And I said, yeah, when I see spirit, it's like being in a room with a thousand people, except nobody leaves and more people just keep coming in. That's how many I see in a day. I see more spirit in a day than any paranormal group will ever see in their lifetimes because of this light. Mm -hmm. and, and she said, yeah, she said, well pertaining to that light. She said, um, yeah, they're coming to you. That's why you're seeing them. You can see them, but you see so many because they're coming to you. And I was like, okay, so what do I do with that? She said, well, you need to make a big decision. You need to go home, have a sit down and go in a dark room and have a talk with the higher power, God, whatever you want to call them. And I said, and she said, well, you're either going to say yes or no. She said, it's kind of like that Matrix movie where you take the red pill or the blue pill. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I said, what do you mean? She said, well, if you take the red pill, you're going to wake up and you're going to see that the world is not what you think it is. Or you take the blue pill and you walk around blindly like everybody else. Because, you know, as you and I both know, as all three of us know, you watch the news, but I don't. They call us uh, the flock. They call us a herd. They call us people or sheeple. Uh, yeah. Really? They call us cattle right to our faces and we put up with it. This is your government. So uh, so the, they, uh, she said, you're going to have a talk with him and either say yes or no. I said, what am I saying yes or no to? She said, well, that's, that's up to you. You're, you're saying yes to either accepting your gift and moving forward with it, or you're saying no and you're going to push it away and it'll just go away. She said, but I, I don't think you want this to go away. I said, I, I said it's, it's been my entire life, my whole life. So I, I know I don't want it to go away. But and if I can do something to help these spirit to keep coming to me, I'll do I'll Yeah. She said, well, then I guess you got to have a talk. Went home with my wife, talked about it with her, went in the room, sat down and talked to God because you can talk to God like that anytime you want to because you don't need to go to a church for that because that's bullshit. So um Sorry, BS. No, you're but, uh, yeah. So uh, you 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 that's yeah, that's that's control and power. That's what that is. Okay, because they want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and give them ten percent. No, how I did, get it. How did they know about ten percent? Because the ones who wrote that book are kings and queens. Mm -hmm. It wasn't written by somebody who God talked to, because no. So um, so I said okay. So I'm going to go home. I talked to him. I said if this is what you want me to do. I'll do this. I mean, I, if I can help regular people, I will. If I can help the spirit, I, I will. I'll do whatever it is you want me to do. And boy, my wife says to me, if you knew what that entailed at the time when you were saying yes to that, do you think you still would have said yes? And I, I told her, I said, yeah. 
Because the thing is, everybody wants the cool part of my gift. They don't want the other stuff. And the other stuff is not easy. Sometimes spirit, uh, my spirit guides work on me. And they work on my soul in order for me to be able to communicate with them better. But because it's connected to my body, it makes me physically ill. Like sometimes I, it will, uh, it'll basically, uh, they'll work on me one night and then uh, the next night it's coming out of both ends and it's hard. So, uh, so it's not easy. So I, I said yes to it. <clears throat> when I said yes to it, everything changed and all this fairy stuff started going away. And, um, but that one question kept bothering me and I asked her about it, about that spirit saying I was the light. I didn't know what that meant. And she said, you're gonna have to find out for yourself. She said, because you need to find it out for yourself. I can't just tell you everything. You need to find it mm -hmm. out, you need to learn. So eventually I was, I was able to uh, learn I met with a group of people who were also mediums. They were all professional mediums. I was the only one who was like, didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh, and from them, I, I found out I could communicate with my, my spirit guides. Mm -hmm. uh, all my spirit guides are angels, every single one of them. Uh, the reason I have them is because my main gift is I'm here to cross spirit over into the light. But I'm also here to teach people. Now, because I have to cross spirit over into the light, they protect me from all negative energies. I can walk into every or any haunted house on the face of this earth and nothing can touch me. You know how like people walk in and get scratched and all that? Mm -hmm. No. Only spirits who are of good nature can touch me. But the reason they're touching me is because they only see the light and they walk up and they're trying to figure out what I am. So with that, they walk up and touch me all day long in every place you can imagine and you get used to it. Mm -hmm. imagine being pinched and poked and prodded and all day long mm -hmm. so that's what they do were so you ever a I, woman <laughs> uh well uh yes but uh um since you've been here 27 times uh laura you you've also been a man uh eight times i'm being i'm so i'm talking to them right now my thoughts are no longer mine anymore i'm only 20 20 percent me and 80 percent them they touch me for, uh, my guides touch me for yes and no answers. Mm -hmm. When I get no, it feels like a tear running down my face. When I say yes, I get touches on my face. And they told me the number. I, I said 27 and they said yes. And it feels like this going across my face. Oh, wow. And that's how I know. And then it's, it's instantaneously. And that's how I knew that about you. Uh, and that's how I knew how many times you've been a, a man as well. And you come in as a man for a reason that, uh, same thing as a woman. You're here to learn lessons in that body. That's mm -hmm. all. Uh, but if you go around changing your parts like they're doing today, guess who's coming back? You will. Because you're meant to learn lessons in that body, not change it with your using your free will too much. But I don't make the rules. I just tell people the rules. Yeah, they they come up to me, they see the light. And uh, so I'm able to talk to my spirit guides uh, because I cross spirit over into the light. They ask me questions because I, I go into meditation. I go in, I, I see that. Even when I'm going to sleep at night, when it's dark in my room, because we black it out so I can see everything, I see them. In that realm, there's no trees, there's no buildings, there's kind of land looking thing. It's just people, dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and I see all of it. I don't just see people. Uh, and uh, there's gazillions of them. As many people that cross over in, there's that many that, that don't. And I see them and they ask me questions. And when a dog asks me a question, it comes in as English. Anything that asks me a question comes in as English and I hear it. And, uh, but I'm not hearing it because it's, it's in your mind. Sure. You think you're hearing it, but it's in your mind because it's a mental telepathy type mm -hmm. thing. So they ask me questions. I have to get answers. I talk to my spirit guides. They give me the answers. I give it back to them. I tell them at that point where to go and what to do, how to get where to go. And it's that simple. And then when it goes off, because they go off around me all the time, uh, people have witnessed it. They're just, again, they don't understand it. Uh, they see a flash of light go off next to me. It happens physically. Okay. Uh, and or if you're in a car with me at nighttime, you look up and you think the light's on inside the car. 
-hmm. It's not the light of heaven shines down on me all the time. Part of it. The other part. So uh, I asked them that um, four years ago. I found out through a channeled message. And um, I can channel with other mediums. I sit with them, clear out my mind, clear out their mind, hold hands. Every time I do it, it looks like they get struck with electricity. And a uh, message comes through every single time. It's an archangel. They come through and talk. And then when they talk, the person starts speaking. And you can tell it's not that person because the voice is different and the words are not the same. And, uh, and uh, they told me in the message, because uh, I get messages all the time, um, used to channel all the time, don't have to now. Now they just tell me everything. Um, that spirit comes to me because when you pass away, you're going to stand up out of your body. You're going to look down and go, oh, I don't need that anymore. You're going, to look, you're going to move to your left and you're going to look to your right and you're going to see a light that's going to turn on. You get a personal light. Everybody does. And you have a choice to make. That's how you go to heaven. You either decide to go in or you don't and you stay here. <clears throat> a lot of them stay here because when you stand up out of your body, you're going to get all the other, you're going to get the perfect memories of your life, Laura. Plus you're going to get perfect memories of all 26 of, the, of your lifetimes. Then when you realize that you've been here 27 times, you're going to think to yourself, there's a possibility there might be a 28th time. And oh, that's how that, okay, that makes sense. Some of them don't cross over because they don't want to come back. Back in Delaware, I had a little girl lived in my house. Uh, she was the one that mentioned the name Wendy. That was Wendy. Uh, uh, she was eight years old. She had blonde hair and blue eyes. And uh, she wore this uh, blue and white dress and she had these little tiny socks on and uh, little, little black pleated shoes. I rolled over in bed one time. When I rolled over, she was kneeling next to my bed. So um, uh, yeah, she's eight years old. She didn't cross over. When you become spirit, you are very aware of what you are, of where you are. She doesn't want to cross over because she's afraid that she's going to have to come back again. And she doesn't mm -hmm. want to. So she stays here, as a lot of them do. I see a lot of dogs and cats and stuff there, animals there. But a lot of times what happens is they don't realize they've passed away. And I see them, they look like they're like cows. I'll see cows looking like they're grazing and stuff like that. They don't realize they're not, they can't eat anymore. They're just uh, living their life again for yeah, extension. They, yeah, they, they feel as though that they, they don't know they've died. And so I have to cross them over because they need to go home. Because uh, that's not home. And where you're sitting right now in your chair, you're not home. You're learning lessons and fulfilling a purpose. That's all you're doing. But if I pick up this uh, magic eight ball and I put it down, uh, that's the lesson. If I pick it up and oh, drop it, it's just another lesson. It's not good or bad. There's no right or wrong. There's no epic players. There's no mistakes. There's only two things you're ever going to make decisions for in your life. And this is it. What works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, quit doing it. If you walk through a door, there's a nail on the floor. You trip over the nail. What's the lesson to learn? You go get a hammer. You come back. You bang it in. And then you walk through that door freely the rest of your life. Or you're one of those people who trips over the nail four or five times or the rest of your life. Because that's what people do. Why? Because they can't, <laughs> they can't learn lessons. They, they, people, some people just can't learn lessons because they're. It's just it takes them a little bit longer. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, your light, you either go in or you don't. And if you don't go in, turns off, and then you stay here until you decide, because it's always your decision if you want to cross over again. But a lot of them don't realize that because one, because lots of reasons. People told them they were crappy people or they're going to hell or they're going to purgatory or something like that. Or you think, oh, because I killed somebody, I'm not allowed to go there and all that stuff. Uh, no, all souls are allowed to return home to heaven if they choose so they they see that light and if, if it, they don't want to go and they make that split decision i don't want to go it turns off but there's always another light and there's a light that shines all the time and there's also a sound that comes from that light now spirit themselves they can they can not want to hear you if they don't want to they can tune you regular people out mm -hmm. but this light it's a soul that's here when that one speaks, it hears it all the time. Even if it's just mumbling or singing songs, those spirit always hear it. 
because it is a beacon for the spirit to go towards to know where to go to cross over and it always it's always turned on god made sure it's always on and uh uh it's me so you've been here 27 times my soul has been here over 23,000 times it just keeps coming back you die come out of your body and cross over and go home i don't my grandfather um, wanted to come see me in the hospital when i was born mm -hmm. and uh, i have two brothers and a sister and he could, yeah he cared about them but he wanted to know when i was going to be born exactly because he knew because he had it too but it's not he had it too it's only in one it just comes from about one body to the next generation because you're always born in the same family circle every single time your mm -hmm. mom may have been your mom this time but she may have been your sister another time oh okay and so don't bother with 23andme or ancestry.com because the person you're looking up from 100 years ago that looks similarly like you was you because the soul that's inside of you now doesn't look like you it looks like you the last time you were here mm -hmm. and that's the way that it works <clears throat> so he wanted to know when I was going to be born. My dad called him up and said, hey, you got to come to the hospital. He's being born. My grandfather got ready uh, to come to the hospital, had a heart attack, died. His soul left his body and came in me and I was born. Because that's when your soul comes in. It's not sitting in a baby body that's forming. Because some of us make it into this world and some of us don't. They call it stillborn. It's called there's no soul. And if no soul, yeah, and it's you're not alive. When you're going through the birthing process, so much is happening too. Yes. Now, your air valves are opening up, and so is your lungs too. Yes. And, and you're opening your eyes for the first time. Yes. Absolutely. Your first and breath. That's, yes. And that's when you come into the world. Mm -hmm. But if that soul sees that that body's not going to make it, it leaves. And then that body comes out. I could have been one of those. I was three no. months premature. No, if you're here, you're here because you're supposed to be here. Well, if yeah. You not, if you were yeah, not we meant to be, <laughs> yeah, if you were not meant to be here, you wouldn't be. And people like to, uh, to talk about, you know, um, past life experiences and all that stuff. Don't bother because if your past life was so important, you wouldn't be here now because you would have fulfilled your purpose and not had to come back. That's why you come back because you don't fulfill your purpose. And your purpose is very simple. It's not becoming a lawyer or a doctor. That's a choice. Your purpose is you're here to help people just for the sake of helping because you can, because you should. Something physical, someone's going to come up to you, Ash, and say, I'm lost. It's up to you to decide to use your free will to decide if you're going to help them or not. And if you don't help them, because you walk around and go, I hate people, not other all opinions, but I don't, nah, I'm not going to do it. Then you will remain on your alternative path. You'll still live your life. And then when you get home, they're going to tell you, you're going back. Yep, turn right back do. around. You're not done. Right. <laughs> right. Or, and you, you, it's not, Laura, it's not that you don't fulfill your purpose, but they want us to do it so much that it's hard to do because life does get in the way. And they realize that. So, and because they realize that, they know if he didn't get it done this this 27th time, we'll just send you back for a 28th time. And when you get back there, you're like, they tell you, oh, you got to go back again. But you as a beautiful, white, light, loving soul that even you are right now, who likes to do good things, you're just going to go, oh, okay. I get to go back to earth and do cool things and stuff like that. It's going to be cool. I'm kind of a vampire Maybe. like that because I do want to live forever. But you I don't. mean, you've already have 27 times or yeah, 26 I times. I don't want you to come back a 28th time because the, the, the next time that you would you would come back, how old are you now? I am 30 years old. Right at the age. If you die over the age of 30 years old, the next time you would have to come back would be 80 years after you, your death. So for a big reason, because then you won't be recognized by, by anybody. But I'm going to tell you, you don't want to come back the next time because there's not going to be cars. There's not going to be TVs. There's not going to be phones. There's not going to be running water. There's not going to be gasoline. And it's going to be a struggle. 
That sounds very scary. Yeah, if you ever watch war-torn type movies, apocalyptic type movies, we're not getting to post the post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, we're not getting to the Jetsons in Star Wars, and this place will come to an end. So that soul, yeah, is in me, and it just keeps coming back over and over and over again, but not anymore. This is the last time. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. So what kind of questions you guys got? Hey, so what, yeah, more actually. What, I wrote a few down. What that, what that all means is uh, the light that shines into heaven, the show spirit where to go, is me. It's only in one person. It's never in anybody else. Just one person. Just have, It's me. It just is what it is. He's kind of going down the list here. What kind of inspired you to start your podcast? Because <clears throat> um, everybody on TV tells lies. And I'm tired of it. When you watch these TV shows like Ancient Aliens and stuff like that, when I watch those shows, it's hard for me to watch those shows. I have to bite my tongue because when my wife is sitting next to me, when they go and they say, okay, and Ancient Aliens theorists say, yes. And I go, hmm, no, because they're lying, because that's not the truth, because they're telling me it's not the truth. So, yeah, and I get tired of it. Or they always say, oh, at the end of the show, we have some cool information for you. You got to wait till the end of the show. And you get to the end of the show. Wait, wait, wait. You already know from 1960. I always so, wondered if it's just educational guesses. Uh, yes, that's what they are. They're guessing. Uh, physics, guessing. Math, guessing. All of it created by men. Does it have anything to do with the uh, outside in the universe? No. Astrology? No. Because astrology has to do with your body. And the only reason you have a body is for your soul to be here. Because your body is a vessel for that soul. Without the body, yeah, I mean, it's just the soul has to be able to do physical things <clears throat> and fulfill a physical purpose and learn those physical lessons. And in order to do that, you have to have a body for that. Otherwise, no. So you, you come back, you're here on the number 27, so you've had 26 other lifetimes, meaning you've had 26 other moms and dads, brothers and sisters, dogs and cats, and 26 other astrological signs that mean absolutely nothing. It's BS. It's in order to draw you in so you can pay somebody money to tell you what your future is gonna be. No, because you, you can make decisions of your future. You just have to make good decisions. I mean, as long as I enjoy myself, isn't that what matters? Yeah, you, you're here to, and we are here to help each other as much as we can, but you are here to enjoy your life as well. I mean, hey, that's why uh, when, I, when I sit here, you know, I look into the camera, I'm enjoying myself, two good looking chicks here, I'm okay. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way that works. Boom, shakalaka. So, yeah, I know I'm a creepy old guy. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I also talk to angels and I've talked to spirit all day and I see dead people. So I'm enjoying life as much as I can. And lastly here then, um, since we're kind of running out of time, what advice would you give someone who may believe they have some sort of gift or, you know, they're not quite sure, like those first kind of steps <laughs> to help understand what they, maybe the, they're listening to. Well, it could be. <clears throat> Reach out and find your people. Uh, I just, um, Spirit wanted me to write a book. I just wrote a book, uh, and it's a it's a, about my story chronologically. And then at the end, it has twenty five messages I uh, channel that God wants us to know because um, I've seen him twice. Uh, doesn't look like what you think he is. Uh, archangels do not look like men with wings. They are not men with wings. They don't have swords. They don't have shields. They're not fighting a battle in heaven because, as we would believe, all bad people go to hell. Well, if they're all in hell, why would they be fighting a battle in heaven? Because they're not, and they don't do that anyway. Oh, and they don't fly. Uh, uh, what they do like, what they do look like, uh, angels, see them every day. Most of them look like prey manises. I have these seven-foot prey manises standing in my room. That's what they are. Archangel Michael does not have blue eyes. Uh, he looks like a hybrid horse slash moose. He has a big wide head, wide eyes, one here, one here, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of brownish red looking. He's got a big body, looks like a horse with the real short hair and big floppy ears, uh, but he's beautiful. Uh, but I know what he is. I know what they do for us. And I know, I know what they do for everyone else. Everyone has this business, big misconception of what they look like and what they are. They are not anything what they think they are. Uh, but what I would tell people is reach out, find your people, go to uh, look it up on Google, find uh, events that are going on. Uh, these, uh, I used to work for this company called Illuminate and they did illuminatefestivals.com. And uh, I would go out and do readings for people uh, all up and down the East Coast. Find those people. Uh, if you can't find those people, find me. Uh, people can go on my website. I have a website that I do uh, readings through. But if they feel they have this ability, on my website, there's a telephone number. It's my personal cell phone. They can call me. Mm-hmm. Once they call me and they say one word, I'm going to know whether or not they have a, a gift. Because as earlier today, I, I met with some people who are uh, uh, fans of Dr. Stephen Greer and uh, CE5. Uh, they like to go out in the middle of fields and, and meditate and try to get spirit or uh, aliens to come down through uh, meditation. <clears throat> all four of them had a gift. And all four of them didn't know it. And when I started, when I read each one of them, just for the fun of it, uh, I told them and they were like, I told them what was going on with them. When I did that, they were like, how'd you know that? I said, could have been told. That's how I know it. And so one of them was actually a a full on medium. She just didn't know it, but she, she picked up on the signs, but she just didn't figure it out. She didn't put two and two together. Uh, And I put two and two together for her and then told her about a bunch of stuff and you know, we, we're looking at each other and we're doing this. Thing. So, uh, yeah, reach out and find your people. And if you can't find anyone else, but there are people don't. This is this is unfortunate thing about being who I am. You have to learn to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. And then to accept yourself, you have to be able to have other people try to accept you as well. It's It's, it's like being gay. It's really hard, you know, with you're, anything you're, that you're seen as an outcast of anything. It's absolutely. And like you said, what people don't understand, they are afraid of. I lost a lot of friends when I said, this is what I am. Because they have a crazy religious background or something like that. And they just believe in something else. And uh, they, it's up to them. Uh, but I can't help those. I help the ones I can help. So, yes, absolutely. Reach out. Find your people. And like I said, if you can't find your people, I will help you find your people. And and what am I going to charge you for that? Nothing. Because I can. That's why. Because I want to help people. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us with this week's episode. Lastly here, did you want to plug in any of your websites, your podcasts, so others know where to listen? Uh, Our podcast is called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me. And, uh, and you can, yeah, that's what I say every time. I, I know it's a habit now. And uh, uh, you can find me at www.beyond-the-veil.com. On there, we talk about everything supernatural, metaphysical, health and wellness, UFOs, tarot cards, uh, government and uh, religious control, everything. We are, uh, and our motto is we bring the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth because I'm tired of all the lies out there. And then if you would like to, you can find me on Facebook at Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. You can find me on YouTube with Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Uh, And I had to put my name in there because when we tried to do just Beyond the Veil and 100,000 of them came up. Sure. And and, and the top one, is this going to make sense? Because it doesn't make sense to me. The top one was a website about reading Harry Potter books what yeah yeah, what yeah i don't know either yeah i saw the look on laura's face she's like huh 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 yeah i don't know what that's about yet (laughs) yeah uh two and two plus equals seven on their page so uh yeah i don't so uh we i put my name in there so to distinguish it so people could find me uh and then uh they can find me uh at our regular website where i do readings for people uh, they can book a reading with me, uh, either in person, but I live here in Arizona, or because I used to live in Delaware, now I'm out here. And uh, why am I out here? 
because we got a channeled message four years ago and spirit told us to come out here. Literally. So I put a map in front of me, closed my eyes and started put my finger on places. I got no, 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 no. Yes. Oh, Sierra Vista, Arizona. Do you know what's in Sierra Vista, Arizona? The largest. In, yes. But it also has the largest intelligence base in the United States. Do you know what they used to do at that base back in the 1960s and 70s? Wasn't that a training? Yeah, no. They, they were doing experiments on psychic okay. media. Oh. Yeah. So why did they send me here? Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so they can find me at uh, www.spiritmediumdaniel.com. It's one long word, spiritmediumdaniel.com. And um, you can find me on Facebook with that. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube as well with that. Uh, and if you go on the Facebook page, um, if you want, you can friend me at, at Daniel Jackson because uh, I, we just did it last night. I do a live reading show on there and I allow people to come in and ask questions for free. And why do I let them ask questions for free? Because they can, that's why. Because they can. Because if I can help you, I will. Mm -hmm. But if they want to book a reading with me and do a personal reading, uh, I charge, it's $120 for a reading, but it lasts for two hours. Mm -hmm. And if it goes over two hours, I'm not charging any more than that. Because you're because doing I, it for positive and not right, to be spiteful. Yes, if I need to, because you need to get the information and I'm going to make sure you get it. I've done, I've done readings before that lasted four or five hours and whatever. Uh, so, but if they do a, uh, a, a Zoom call with me, it's only a hundred bucks. Again, if it lasts for over two hours, whatever. But that's my goal is to try to spread as much positivity uh, throughout the world with everyone. And uh, if I can do a, just a little part on my own, then great. So uh, that, and uh, we should all try to do that. But, uh, you know, but being the light, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to cross spirit over, but what, what I'm really here to do is teach people of why we're here and what is our purpose. Right. Well, thank you so much once again for taking the time to speak with us. And then Nightly Embers, as always, you can reach us at ashes to ashes spookypodcast.com, where you can give us a listen on there, as well as Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we're still waiting to hear your spooky stories. You can send those to ashes to ashes spookypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get our campfire series started. Um, oh, and then don't forget, we're on Facebook also at Ashes to Ashes Spooky Podcast. And then from there, if you want to join in on the conversation, uh, there's a link to our uh, fan page where you too can chit chat with other nightly embers. Um, until then, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.